How the devil are you on this fine reflection Sunday? Two days in a row? Fucking treating you, mate. Treating you. Hold on, let me get my settings right. You know the rhetoric now. You know how it works. How the devil are you? How have you been since yesterday? I mean, you, I don't know, mate. Your life might have changed overnight. It might. You might be that. You might be that lucky. I'll tell you what I have got though is I've got a cold coming because I've run myself into the ground by drinking whiskey by the shot. Thanks to my mate. Thank you for fucking ruining me yesterday. Um, not sexually. <laughs> oh my god, it does. I have such a hangover this weekend. It's been an absolute fucking nightmare. It's a fucking nightmare. Um, anyway. So I'm here on I'm here on Sunday. Why am I here if I was here? Because I, I wasn't going to do a podcast tonight. I will just start with that because um, I've been working today. So I, normally I'm, I don't get until half seven at night and I'm a bit tired. But I want to do a little bit of a special. Um, and it, that that's sort of the title today is obviously Don't Forget to Celebrate. And it's something that was chewing on my mind yesterday. And it was something that's been chewing on my mind today. And um, the importance of celebration, the importance of anything in mental health it's so important to celebrate things properly um i got some good news today my daughter my middle daughter now has she's got a job which is a, an amazing feat um excuse me it's her first interview and uh her first job interview first uh, third or fourth job application boom straight into new look she's off to new look to do some retail work while she studies so it's nice. It's a proud moment, actually, um, to see to see your children flock off and <laughs> flock off, as in like a you know they're flying away, but also fuck off to give me a bit more space. Um, but no, in a nice way. It's nice to see them. Like it's just nice to see them grow. It's nice to see them um, doing the right things, going out, getting jobs. Um, I know we, you know, people say life's too short. It is. It is absolutely. That's what most of my journey is about. However, there's a step in life. You know, she wants money, etc., etc., to do things, to make the memories, and everything else. So I had, a, I was really proud this morning. My daughter came in, and I was the first person that she told as well, which was a bit of a, which was a bit of a win for me, really, because um, I've not been a massive part. Like I said, you know, this this mental health journey comes with major, major, um, you know, problems, side effects. Um, and, and I wasn't around for seven years. So, you know, it's taken me a long time and a lot of time, actually. I was just having a quick reflection there. Three years, three years, I, you know, and I've been working tirelessly in that time to be, to develop myself, to be a better parent. And, and, and I know I don't like the word better, but this is this is what I want to be. I want to be a better dad. I want to be a de- better husband. I want to be a better friend. Um, why do I want to be that? Because I want to be the person that's relied on. I want to be that person that I'm looking for in my circle. I want to be someone else's part of someone else's circle. And that's how we grow. Because everybody in your circles, they interlink. Um, sometimes they do cross over into each other. If you, if you, I've had a couple of friends that have been on my side that have integrated with, um, you know, friends from completely from my side. So it's two different paths, isn't it? You get you get work, different work colleagues. You get friends in different places doing different things, and sometimes they have crossed over. Um, and and I don't mind that. I never mind the crossover because most of the people that are, uh, if not all by now, the people that are around me are, um, are are good people because I've nurtured and looked after myself to make sure I'm only surrounded by positive people. Um, and, and that's the basis that if we do all cross together. We've all got the same sort of ethos in life, you know, committed to, um, you know, making differences. 
and looking after ourselves and making memories and, and celebrating things properly. And um, yeah, so I sort of, you know, anyway, I digress massively, like I always do. But, um, you know, this is, a, this is a battle. This is a journey. And like I said, this doesn't happen overnight, doesn't complete overnight. I know that I've been working tirelessly and I've made some serious mistakes along the way. Like you spoke, like I spoke about yesterday in the podcast, I made some big mistakes. I still make mistakes. There's still, you know, things I still do wrong. I'm a human being learning about myself whilst battling, um, you know, two mental health conditions that are with me for life that, that hinder some of the progress, if not most of the progress. So if you're dealing with, you know, someone like, a, it's almost like you, you've already got, you know, you've already got a weight attached to you and you're doing a 100 meter sprint and you've got a weighted belt on. It's almost like, that's that's to get to the finish line you want to try and come first but you've already got a hindrance and i and i and i do you i it, it is that strong a metaphor for me because you know it is anybody with a mental health condition and then and i know a lot of people i even know my boss and i swear he's got an element of adhd in him just because of his his, his acts and stuff but he, he's almost 60 he won't be he won't get diagnosed i mean it's a fucking two and a half year to get diagnosed at 40 you know, they're not going to look at someone 60, but but he still had those challenges. He still got that fucking weighted belt. You know, I know for a fact that my brother, he's got an, he's got an absolute, he's got stunning daughters, absolutely fantastic. But I know one of them does have autism and I, he knows and I know that she's already going to have challenges in life that people don't have to face on a daily basis. And it's the it's really the importance of the acknowledgement of that sometimes that people's mental health conditions they are there they are real, and we have to manage them as well as do the the other stuff we want to do to try and function as a normal human being in the society, and and that's why people don't realise when you when you know when you're someone like me for instance who's got fucking shit like mental shit running around in my head. 24-7 bouncing off my fucking brain going like I don't like that project I like that project I'm going to go all in with that project oh but why if I do it out the back door and I'm going to do this and you've heard this before in previous podcasts that's what my head's like 24-7 it does not calm down and that's the reality which is why meetings I, I, I go off the fucking chain and I'm starting playing games on my phone and you know just I completely disassociate purely because I'm not interested and there's times when I've gone in look at me with the um the I did those that that glass art and I went all in made fucking 24 pictures in six weeks like and then you try to sell them as premium but that's my batshit crazy fucking head I was all in I knew the quality was there because that's the that's the person I am. I like quality and I like uniqueness. It's just what drives me. And so I knew the quality was there, but you can't sell that as a product that you've just knocked out so many in weeks. And I pumped £600 that I've never recuperated. And again, that's a massive element to mental health that people don't understand. I talk a lot about finance because I think, if for me, finance is like one of the biggest negatives to mental health. For me, personally it's the biggest the biggest headache i've ever had it's constant because you just if you've ever got spare money it's gone to the pound you will spend it but it's not just on yourself it's on everybody you're thrivolous with it i really have been thrivolous i've had to i've had to manage you can even see with my this little plum investment pot thing i'm doing that 
I'm thrivelous with it because it's giving me dopamine by watching it go up in greens. I've not had the negative, but I know there's potentially a crash in investment. But I get a dopamine rush from that. So I've almost turned it into a, like it's a gambling thing. But I've found a way around you know, what society thinks by going, oh, I'm investing. No, you're not. You're gambling your money, James. <laughs> it's an addiction, mate. You know, and but you try to mask it behind something else because you know what society thinks of you. And I have that shit running around all my head all the time. And then I get the difficulties of like finding it hard to relate to other people and to try and really hard to let people into my bubble, my trust bubble, because it's a fucking sacred place for me now because I, I've been I've been hurt and that's not like look at me violins and fucking moddy coddle me but I have been hurt along the way by a lot of people and I and I do I do give up my friendliness very easily and you know that's a, that's a huge negative for someone like me and then as well as being emotionally driven and like I said you know we've got all these so this is just me but there's loads of people that have done that you know, you've got 40-year-olds, you've got young children now, that, and the more we understand it, the more we notice it. There's also people being diagnosed now just because of the sake of being diagnosed because doctors are scared to diagnose and not diagnose because they might get sued if they do something wrong. So we've got people out there that are misdiagnosed or undiagnosed or diagnosed but shouldn't be diagnosed. So there's it's a fucking mess. So you've got a system that isn't working for you. You've got people manipulating the system for, for their benefits that are hindering the process for you and, and your benefits. But I see myself as a genuine person. You may see yourself as a genuine person. And also you've got, you've got a two and a half year waiting list to even get somewhere to be seen. Two and a half years of mental health, we already know, is fucking, is catastrophic two and a half years of not being spoken to by somebody. So what do we need to do along the way? Well, this is where this journey comes in, doesn't it? And that's the beauty of it is, is, is you need to open up to the people around you and do these steps. You need to take the steps to try and mitigate the risk further on until you get formally diagnosed and potentially need medication, whatever it may be. Shouldn't have to rely on medication, but if it does get you back on track, Billy Bonus, if there's other ways we can do it, which there is a whirlwind of, of ways we can do it. Be surrounded by the positive people. Be surrounded by like-minded people. If you've got somebody in your in your friendship group, and I get this a lot, if I ever have somebody that's 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 better than me and and inspirational, um, say for instance, uh, you know, I could probably categorize that. Like I said, I said yesterday in my podcast, my my current B one in my facility in my job, um, I I do aspire to him because he's he's got his own mental health conditions, um, you know, he's been through a lot. And he's got to where he is. So for me, basically, it's a it's a it's a bonus. I look at it as like, wow, he's gone through all of that, and he's still inspirational near the top. So for me, that's a very rewarding feeling because I'm like, I like this guy. I like the way he's driving, and that's such an and that's an, a, a massive part is watching people be surrounded by people, watching other motivational people, and instead of me working against him. I want to work with him. So I'm like, can you can you mentor me, mate? Can, you, can we just have a conversation? 180 reporting, see what you think about me, etc. Be open and honest. And that's what we did. And that's what we need to do in life is stop looking at people as like a negative and go, fucking hell, like he's going really far. And I've had, I've been held back quite a bit in my life. I really have. And I don't, again, it's not a look at me, fucking violins. But I have been held back quite a bit um, because 
I do a, I do a good job, but people don't want to move me forward. And and also I've been a bit of, I'm, I'm a bit like Marmite, you know. I, you either do either love me or hate me. Um, it's as simple as that. I do say it exactly as it is. I don't fucking beat around the bush. If I don't see the point in something or I think someone's being a dick, I'd say you're being a dick, mate. And and that does get me into a lot of trouble because it's not very diplomatic when you get to the top. So people see it as like you're a motivator, you know, you like to work around people, you're a trainer, you fucking... So until I get a job that encompasses all of that, nurturing, looking after people, uh, motivating people and pushing them in the right direction and just genuinely being a supportive, until a job comes in where I can do that... And like, and it pays me the right money. <laughs> then I'm fucking stuck, bumbling away. Um, but anyway, it, it, yeah, so it's a really important thing. It, it's like, um, it, it's ne- it doesn't get easy. I will say it's not easy. And there's days where I can be fucking wiped out. And I, and I'd never really thought it was. I think um, something that I've noticed. So I don't generally don't. I've never. I've always worked in male-dominated environments. I always have done because I've always because I've always been around the military and this isn't a sexist thing or anything like that but it's, it's facts i mean fucking look it up if you want i, I don't really care factually there is there's more men in the military um and because i've always been around the military and all of my jobs have been around the military and have all been around labor intensive work uh, you know spraying dirty horrible jobs um I, i've been it's been very male dominated so i've i've never really worked with women and whenever I have worked with women, it's almost like I've got a bit of a feminine side to me. So I tend to get on well with women a little bit easier than I do men because I, I, I'm, I'm quite sensitive. Uh, so I suppose I, I relate to women more than I do men. Um, and I have noticed since working in a team with more women than men um, that they pick up on my moods, which is a bit batshit crazy. They're like, yeah, we, 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 you're, you're so predictable, James, unbelievable. But... That just goes to show even I even then I can't you can't hide it most I've noticed now because I've worked in male dominated environments I've been able to hide it quite a bit because men don't give a fuck and don't don't look for the signs but when I've been in here and I've been working in my current role uh, people genuinely call me up and say say like you okay you you're not you're not yourself like literally after the call and I'm just not used to that support and I suppose for me that's like really it's been, it was overwhelming to start with and you and then also you know <laughs> I do get skeptical because I, you know, when you ty- kind of take that, yeah, I'm, I'm in a bit of a shit place, and because I'm open and honest, I'm, I don't mind the conversations. It's not, I would, I'll chat to anyone about anything because it really doesn't bother me. Nothing affects me. Fucking Christ, you know, come in and tell me you've had a fucking bad morning and you shit yourself. I don't really give a shit. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You talk. I can talk about any subject. Nothing phases me. Nothing surprises me. I can talk about anything. So again, when you're open and honest, talk about everything, it can be perceived as quite flirtatious to some people. Um, and that's when you get a bit of a negative rap. So it's a, bit of, it's a balance, really, working in that environment. Anyway, that's a little bit about me. But um, yeah, so, you know, and I think that... It, that the basis thing or the thing I've picked out from that is their support is incredible because I'm not used to that so and because I'm so open and honest I'm quite I I embrace it quite easily and it does help me it does support me massively and I'm just a bit like but you know of course you've got to be skeptical as well you don't want to give away too much um but at the same time it's a nice feeling And and I think that is the uh, the beauty of working in environments where you've got people that care and also you know can mean look don't get me wrong not every woman will be like that I, i'm i think i'm very fortunate to have a a very dynamic um team and you know a, a further afield everybody seems to want to care and wants to succeed so and because i only really 
I suppose I'm only drawn towards people that are similar like me, that that are ambitious, that are, that want to succeed, want to make changes, and you know, kind of have that passion for a little bit of safety, uh, which they do to a degree, even if it's just. I mean, I've got this absolutely amazing woman in our team, um, uh, Mandy, and I've got she, she's fantastic, and like I say, even Nicole, absolutely fantastic, and I, right the way through, Patricia, I've got I can name them all. And they're all fantastic. They're all. I'm very, very lucky, and I think that that's what's helped me to be able to develop a lot quicker. And that's because that's what I'm nurturing. It all forms. Bit like I said, this journey isn't easy. It never ends. If you've had mental health conditions, I mean, I'm susceptible to it, and I know that maybe you've got a um, you know your wife and you're listening to you about your husband. And um, I was contacted about um, someone's family member who's a brother. And he's got PTSD from a car crash. And, and you know, my, my colleague was like, "Can I? do you mind if I let him listen? It's like, no, of course I don't, you know, to have a listen. Because it's very relatable, because it's exactly what mine is, PTSD. And it develops into other areas. And that's what a lot of us don't realise is, you know, it can start off with, you know, a little seed. And before you know it, you're a fucking oak tree of mental health problems. Because that's what happens to us. That's why, that's why we need to nip it in the bud early. When we need to start doing the things that we can do while we wait for these long ass processes and this failing system, while we wait for it to do something for us, um, we, we can do things ourselves. Even just by talking more positively, even by stopping getting yourself into those those real dull moments and, you know, shutting off. Even if there is a, you know, you're drinking and all of a sudden you need to acknowledge when you're drinking and how much you're drinking. Take care of yourself. Get out amongst nature. Don't wallow in your own self-pity. And it's really easy to stay in those ruts. I'm telling you fucking now, I've done it. Like I said, this is coming from the fucking heart because, you know, I've lived this. And it's, a, it's not fucking great. It's really not great. And, and, and I'm lucky. I feel very lucky to be able to talk about it on the other side and be surrounded by amazing people that have really supported me. And I don't have a massive group list of, of people that I'm willing to talk to, like I said. But the people in my core values, my core area, they're all, they're all really good to me. All of them have a key part, even if it's just a chat every month or a, a video message saying, how the fucking devil are you? Just that it's, everything's got a nice link to it. Um, anyway, so that's the importance, really. And, and, and what do I mean by don't forget to celebrate? Well, I'm going to do, um, I'm going to take a sip, actually. Sip my, sip my drink. Um, really, uh, this was um, a, a bit of a double-edged thing. And, and it's the importance of, uh, it's a bit of a, I'm coming in at two angles here. But ultimately, there's a goal. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to fall in. So I'm giving you a live what to do scenario which i think is you know i'm very lucky but there's a way of doing it i'm going to talk you through that little process of nurturing the right people okay so um i've got a very good friend of mine very good friend of mine you would have heard him um, all the way through this he's he's been a friend of mine um since the start of this journey right down to the core when i first did a couple of videos on youtube and i looked like this fucking absolute looney tune that was trying to raise 1.6 million for a fucking um this is batshit crazy adhd brain 1.6 million whilst i was on holiday with my mate because i was bored and i don't mean bored it was a hot shit holiday i don't do well sitting in the sun and uh, anyway, he was right there, way right there from the start there, when I was making videos going on 1.6 million to build this house, and I want to make it carbon neutral and fucking help people. I had this whole plan out, and honestly, if you want to reflect back on how batshit crazy I am, just listen to one of the stories where I talk about that, and that's a, a true, true depiction. 
of ADHD and how fucking crazy it can be. And even my mate Kieran probably doesn't really acknowledge that he was part of that. And I went batshit crazy. I think he just went along for the ride, gave me a tenner, and I was like, fucking hell. He was like, I'll just try to support you, you batshit crazy fucker. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I digressed massively. Um, but he's been there from the start. And he's doing this current thing. And, and do you know what? The importance of celebrating. Number one, it was his birthday yesterday. So happy birthday, Nelster. Happy birthday, buddy. I'm going to have a little talk because it's the importance of acknowledging and celebrating the wins. And he's been listening from the start. He's been, he listens to every Sunday. When I don't, when I go quiet, he's straight away in there. Gives me a bit of space. It's really hard to approach. I know, I get that because, you know, we've both got our own mental health things. And um, anyway, he's gone on and I think he's doing this thing. I think it's called 75 and hard. Um, he will say a bit more to me, but he is. I just got the countdown from him like day 58, day 59. I've done this and he's got his little tick sheet. So what he's done is he listened to one of my podcasts a little while ago. And then all of a sudden accountability was stuck in his head. You need accountability. You need to do this. So he went out and he has lost a shed load of weight. Um, it was his birthday yesterday and, you know, I wanted to say happy birthday for yesterday, buddy. But I wanted to formally make a little bit of a special for the acknowledgement of you taking accountability for your mental health. You've gone and done this program. You're shedding weight. Um, you're feeling more confident and, you know, it's coming together. And you've driven through this, even though you've had the man flu and you've, you've been getting up at fucking religiously at five thirty, six o'clock every morning and leaving us one message in the morning saying, fucking smashing it, boys, um, you know, chatting a bit and then fucking a, a message afterwards saying, um, you know, all part of this program, all part of this program, a message afterwards saying, fucking, I'm on my way to work. Already done two hours by the time I'm crawling my fat carcass out of the bed. And do you know what? I've seen a difference in him. And, you know, he's just had something else that's even shocked him with his dad. Um, you know, and that's shocked his mental health. I know it will have done, but he's powering through, and that's the importance of it. It's the importance of sticking with the program. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna take these challenges, but here he is, doing everything he said he was gonna do, and taking accountability for his mental health, taking accountability for his body and his mind, and he's sticking to it, and he's stuck to it, and I think that is worth celebrating. So that's exactly where I'm coming from when I say that, that it's important to celebrate the wins and celebrate. Not only that, I mean, what I'm, what I'm saying is, what does that prove? Well, that's, I, yeah, I'm talking to you, guiding you through the medium of, uh, of a podcast. But what I'm talking about is do that to your friends in whatever form it will be acknowledge them don't forget their birthday it is hard i know it really is hard i've got older and, and and i've had a fucking faux pas this year this year was the first year i ever and i mean ever forgot my best mate's birthday in the morning and he fucking i i pay i will never forget it ever again i know that much now it was just one of those i was in my own little fucking world and I've never forgotten his birthday ever. I'm normally the first one, like five past twelve, um, you know, in the morning, as in like midnight, just gone, leaving messages, wanting to be the first one. Happy fucking birthday. But, it, you know, it, it, I did. I fucked up. Massive faux pas for me. Won't happen again. Slap on the wrist, Jimbo. Excuse me. Um, oh, wow. I shouldn't have drank that spice. That's a, it's a really fizzy water. I'm trying to hydrate after a fucking dynamite night in fucking clock and balls. So, but it's the importance of celebrating. Um, and I think that that, for me, is what I'm trying to get across here. 
celebrate your friends wins celebrate your colleagues wins be with them part of that journey be part of the person that bolsters them up if they do something good in work bolster them up and give them the acknowledgement stand beside them so when they're at the top or you're at the top first you know you've got somebody to trust beside you that's the importance of nurturing your colleagues and the right people around you. Do that with your friends. So you know when you need people to rely on, to talk, have a beer, do whatever you want to do. Just knowing that the people you've got there are positive. They're spreading the positive will around you. They want to make memories with you. They want to have an amazing time. They want to make your life better. Don't I don't look at my I don't I never look at my life and go, How can I make my life better? I always acknowledge how can I might make Mike how can I make their life better because if I make their life better they will help me make my life better and that's the way I've always looked at life and yes again you can see the flaw in my process that you know you put a lot in and sometimes that bolsters people to then fuck you off and go off because you bolster them to be the best they can be and then they fuck off somewhere else so and then you put all that effort in so there is a flaw in the plan there is a flaw but it's the way my and i think it's because i've been very fortunate like i've always spoken about I'm, I'm very fortunate to have say for instance i use him as another example kieran so i've i'm <laughs> I, every time i make his life better and i look that and that's not an arrogant way but every time he it, it makes my life better because we start doing the fucking great crazy things that we can afford to do and have fun so that's the the bolster the nurturing bit and that sort of extended right into the celebration like i said with nelster you know he's we've he's been part of our little team for a long time now but it's just flown by we're just consistent it doesn't sound like we're doing much because we're not at the moment but we're talking every single day we're supporting each other and that works with all of my friends even if it's just a chip in and go you know how are you how are you doing now what you've been up to Talk to me. How's things? Even if it's just a, a five-minute convert, it's all the positives now. You know, I'm not doing that. I'm not sending messages and getting fuck all back. Or, you know, it, 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 there's so many, so much negatives that we can we can focus on, which is what causes us problems. So what we're trying to do is nurture the right people. And that's what's happened. And that's like and that, that's the, the art of celebrating. So what I mean is, if your friend's out there, celebrate the win with them. If it's their birthday, send them that birthday message. You might be the only one that does send them that birthday message. You may be the one that saves them that night when they're sat on their birthday. Because the true reality of it is not all of us have someone. And nine times out of ten, mental health conditions make it so that we feel like we don't have anyone. Even when I had the world around me, and like I said, externally, you could have looked in and gone, James has got everything. He's got nice, he's got this. People look at me now and say, okay, James, you've got a cabin with this, this, and this. Yeah, I am. But I still have I still have issues to deal with every single day. Why do I do this? I don't do this for me. I don't give a fuck about it. If I'm brutally honest, what I like about the cabin and what I've created is the environment that it creates. So for me, it creates an environment that people want to come around and we make memories. Like I've got the fucking most craziest video of me and my fucking mate at one o'clock in the morning drinking shots of rum um, doing the fucking craziest fucked up poses and dancing to um, Goodbye Horses by Q Lazarus. And it's a memory. And I, I showed my mate today the video and he went, that's fucking gold, mate. I was like, I know it's gold, but it's horrendous, mate. <laughs> but it's hilarious. And that's what I mean. So I've created this because I want, I like to show, I like to show people this is a nice place. Come and have fun with me in it. 
I don't, you know, I, it, that's what it's, it's based on. It's filling, it's filling my walls with memories. So I know when I sit in here, I've got a shitload of stuff to reflect on, positives. So it's creating a positive place. That's what you need to do. Because the reality is not all of us have somebody. Like I said, not everybody has everything. It might be perceived. And like I said, even when I thought I had all this and people still think, I can still feel the loneliest person in the world. I can have all of this and still sit there and feel the loneliest person in the world. And that's a fact. Mental health, that's what mental health does to you. The amount of times I overthink things. And, and when you're battling these mental health problems, and you're doing this on a daily basis, that's even people that know about things like ADHD, autism, um, you know, PTSD, anxiety, depression, manic depression, people that know about that, they still will deny it to your face. They'll still say, fuck off, you know, because we don't understand it. And people, a lot of people manipulate the system. But the true fact is there is people genuinely that, that have to deal with this on a daily basis. And the fallout can be horrendous for the people. And that's the problem. The problem is we don't take it seriously enough. We don't know about it enough. It's not getting diagnosed enough. It's not getting diagnosed clearly enough. So we have to do the right things in between or, or, or throughout that process to help us to get through before it's okay for me i mean like i say I'd, i've been put on an antidepressant now for the last five years do i think it does anything no what i do know is if i don't take it for two days it gives me really fucked up vision <laughs> and, and i genuinely mean like my eyes flicker and and, I've, and my heart goes and like like double beats and i told my doctor this and he was like you're on the maximum dose mate you, you don't just go cold turkey and it's out of your system. In, in 48 hours, you'll be feeling these side effects. You've got to come down on this off this for over a year. I was like, fucking hell. That's the reality of it. So I've become dependent on this. So what I'm trying to do is talk about things. Open up. Spread the news. Make the changes. Have the right people around me. All of these things I'm doing. Acknowledging. I can sit here right now and acknowledge the people that are in my life and acknowledge them all in a positive way. Like I said, I can name every single one that I know are positive points at whatever they do. And they're all going through their own things. And everybody I feel, do you know what I feel about the beauty of this is people feel drawn to talk to me. That makes me feel amazing because I like talking and, and, and coming up with solutions and like, let's get this better. Let's be positive. There's no, I, I don't want anybody to ever get to the point where you're sat somewhere on your own wanting to commit suicide. I don't want anybody to ever feel that. Never. No, never. I felt it three times. And it stripped years away from my life. And that's the reality of it. People don't understand that. And that's a frustrating bit. Nobody understands when you go through that. That leaves a scar. It's it's like... There's a, there's a, a, a saying that you used to say. And it's... It, you know, if you imagine every time you every time you um, say something negative to somebody really horrible, you know, it's like cracking them over the back with a whip. It leaves scars. So, yeah, visually, they'll look OK. They'll look OK on their face visually, but their back will be covered in scars. And that's the same as mental health. A PTSD episode strips your brain. I mean, genuinely look at PTSD. Like, please. I beg people, anybody, if there's listening, you're in a circle, and you're in my circle, I'm trying to understand it. And I'm not saying do it for me. I'm saying do it to, to, to embrace it. 
do it to in, to try and understand it. I understand autism. I've you know I've worked with somebody that fucking had undeclared autism, absolute fucking crippled the hell out of me, and severe case of autism, but was working. I've, I've you know when you deal with all these and you don't understand what you're dealing with, when you don't understand what ADHD is and you don't and and and, and people don't, it's there's there's so many things attached with ADHD so many things and it, it's when you actually understand it sometimes you look at a person in a different light when you look at ptsd um i, I say that it's like it's like my colleague mandy um i'll give you an example her, her husband has ptsd he's a, he's a military soldier um and he's had P, he has ptsd and she can spot my signs because she sees them through her husband so it's like but she's learned about that and she's understood that so it's helped it's helped it, it helps with our relationship as colleagues because she understands when I'm not in the mood to do certain things or you know if I'm not in the mood to uh, you know I don't know write a report or something I'm like just not, I'm not with it you know and and it's really important to and I think that's just a way of and that just makes it a better working environment because you understand when people need space you understand when they don't need space and they may need bolstering up and I think it's really important. Like I said, you know, my other colleague, she's going, you know, her brother, she's dealing with, who's got PTSD. So, and there's, it's, it's out there. That, but when you understand about these things and you, and you understand the, the basics of mental health conditions, I think it helps you. I think it really does help you to understand people. And, you know, OCDs are really, you know, all these, they're all conditions that, that we all as human beings have. And I think it's getting worse. The more, techno the more technology that we're pumping into, you know, through our eyes, I think it's getting worse. Mental health, the stress level now, they're saying now the average days used to be eight days a year sick. It's now 10 days. And a huge stat, 60% or something like that, is through stress. Because we're putting ourselves as human beings in really stressful situations. I see it in the digital world all the time. I'm, I'm a bit of a geek with computers. But I see it in the digital world. And I see the stress of going on to different platforms. Like, I was talking to my fucking dad yesterday. I was like, why is our, our training system on three different platforms? So you have to remember three different logins, three different passwords to do your mandatory training on a fucking annual basis. And you're like, why have you not just put them all into one fucking folder that we lock it, log into and we just do it? Why have you made that process complicated? So people have to remember three different passwords. And then one of the systems, if you don't log in every 30 days, bearing in mind it's an annual refresher, you fucking kicks you out and you have to do a reset. And you're like, fuck my life. I don't need this. This is unnecessary stress. I don't need this. And they wonder why. So it just exacerbates us. And you start getting anxiety quicker. So we're on the rise of other things. But that all of this is what we're talking about in mental health. And the problem is, and 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 I revert back to the main reason, men don't talk. I've said this, I say this in just just the way I talk. I'm very lucky and I can see that because I work with women. And those women are willing to listen and talk. And they're willing to talk about their issues. And because they're open, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm going through this. Oh, fucking hell, if you need a call, give us a call. But you, you did that. I, I did that for fucking tw 11 years or 21 years. 21 years. I never spoke to one fucking guy in all of my military career, all of my fucking working for defense career. Never once did I speak to a fucking guy in any point about mental health. 
<laughs> like, nah, we're fucking good. We are going to go and get smashed. Anyway, I'm going to keep it short and sweet tonight. But um, yeah, that's just to put, like, mainly the celebration bit, really. I want to focus on that. I want to focus on that, the importance of celebration. And, and that's why I've mentioned my my very good friend, the Nelster, um, absolute milestone. He's, he's close to the end of um, 75 and hard. And I think I'm, I think he's I know it's been tough for him. But I'm super proud, and I'm super proud to be associated with a good friend. I'm super proud, as you've all heard there, uh, to be surrounded by very positive, good people. And this is a pure example of somebody that's willing to hold accountability for his mental health, understand that he's the only person that can make this change. He's going to get to the end of this, and he's going to enjoy it. He's going to feel better, new new lease of life. He's going to be um, he's going to be feeling healthier. He's going to get a new wardrobe because he's lost weight. It's all positive gains. It's all positive gains. Yes, it's a struggle, but then he can just go into the rhythm of life. And he's had ups and downs in this, and we've been part of that journey. And I'm very proud to have him as a friend. I really am. And that's the the art of saying the celebration. And I think that that's not celebrated enough in anywhere. Um, you know, we, we modicoddle everything. You know, we don't tell people that oh, you're being a dick, mate. We're just like, oh, do you, you're being a bit... Okay, mate. Yeah, well, if that's what you want to say, <laughs> you're being a fucking knob, mate. Shut your mouth. <laughs> I mean, fucking shut up. You know, we don't say things. We don't. We don't praise, and we don't praise people enough. And we don't. We don't hang. We're too engulfed in in pushing away the people that are trying to succeed because we want to get in front of them. Well, why don't you work together to get in front together to make a change everywhere? You know, why aren't you helping each other climb the ladder? Why are you... F it's not snakes and ladders, mate. There's no snakes. That's what we're trying to get rid of. Those snakes, we go back, snakes and ladders. It, life is snakes and ladders. Do you know what I mean? You climb up the ladder and if you hit one of those snakes, which can be one of your fucking friends or your fucking family or whatever, colleague, anyone, you hit one of them snakes, you're back down the bottom and they'll be at the top. They've missed the snakes. So why not get together and when that person goes to fucking slip down the snake, you hold at the top and hold your hand. Fucking, I'm dragging you back up. No snaky snaky here. Do you know what I'm saying? Anyway, the art of celebration. And I think it's really important. I think I'm hoping, what I'm hoping for to get out of this when he listens, um, is to give him that boost, that mental boost, because he's in the final quarter. He's in the last few days, the last week. And uh, I know that it, hopefully that will boost him. And I think that's the importance of the celebration, acknowledging his achievements, acknowledge where he's come from, where he's started and where he's come from, you know, and, and what he's got to. It's like this journey. Two years I've been doing this. And yeah, it's been it's been a slog. I've had a zero, and this isn't a negative, but zero to no fucking feedback. <laughs> but I know that there's a lot of people I know listening, um, so it's hard. And I don't mean that as a negative. I, what I mean is, I, the positives because I see the stats, but it's hard. I just it's just me talking to a to a mic. But you know what? I enjoy the process so much that it that, that's the value. That's the only thing I care. I want to get out of this. If I help someone along the way, that's the positive. And if I help just that one person. If today, this week, if the only good thing I did was celebrate my friend, I'll take that. I'll absolutely take that win. He's going to motivate him to get over the fucking line. Christmas is around the corner. It's a win-win situation. You know, it's a win-win situation. Um, so I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to love it and leave it, baby. Uh, anyway, I'm fucking. I'm going off me. Going off me. I'm off me nut here. Um, thanks for listening. Um, 
hope you've enjoyed. Don't forget to do your reflection. Reflection is the name of the game. Um, don't forget to do your reflection. And then tomorrow when you get into work, get in, get on, get out, okay? Don't fuck about. <laughs> and that's a little bit of a thing we say. Uh, get in, get on, get out. Don't fuck about. And um, yeah, and that's it. Just just smash through. Make those happy memories. Start doing the things that are, that you that you want to do that are happy, providing they're in the legal boundaries. Um uh, and morally wrong, okay, and morally right, sorry, <laughs> do you know what I mean, um, just not giving you free reign, basically, um, but but try, you know, try and do the, to, to, to the happy stuff, and, um, you know, get out there and do some exercise, just engage with some people, try and turn your vocabulary back around from being negative, instead of going in tomorrow and someone says, how's your, how's your weekend, instead of turning around and saying, how's my weekend, my weekend is none of your fucking business. <laughs> Instead of saying that, saying, yeah, not a bad weekend, actually. It was all right. Um, yeah, just nice and relaxed. Just chilled out, you know, nothing special. How was yours? Get that conversation going. Spin it round. Get it positive. All right? Get out there. Smile. Say hello to people. It's really, really important. And just, I I get all the told all the time, I, I say, you're always talking to people. I talk to checkout staff and all that. And I'm like, yeah, just, because I, it's, talking mate <laughs> we're all siloed we're all fucking glued to a screen <laughs> there's people out there to look at <laughs> and say hello <laughs> avoid if they've got dog breath <laughs> brush your teeth anyway i'm gonna leave it there have an amazing evening uh chill out get your reflection on start making those differences and i'll speak to you soon love you bye